Welcome to Tiger Pops Podcast, a place to dissect, analyze, and swoon over the webtoon Midnight Poppyland. Every week, we'll go through another episode and break down character development, relationship regression, plot, symbolism, body language, and more. And of course, we'll be bringing out those tinfoil hats for some theory time. Every week, we'll be joined by sharp-witted, detail-obsessed, and dare I say, thirsty fans ready to tackle the latest gem. Let the analysis begin. Okay, hi everybody, and welcome to episode 34 of Tiger Pops, Analyzing Midnight Poppyland. And today, our guest is... Ajlene Schufeld. I'm from both the Feminist Critique as well as Disney Dives, and I'm just really excited to talk about this episode at 34. Woo! It's probably one of my favorite. Awesome. And yeah, let's totally hear why it's your favorite. I'm assuming we'll do that as we get through the episode. But let's do a little bit of background. What happened... um, so far, like what happened in the last couple episodes is that Tora and Poppy are on the roof mm-hmm. and Tora, um, Poppy basically confronted Tora asking him um, about why he took that picture of her. So Tora right now is kind of like flashing back to um, the, the episode starts out with him flashing back to um, a couple of days ago, right after he left her apartment. So we're going to go through through the panels and okay. what we see is that Tora is with um, Gayu? How do you pronounce it? I pronounce it Gayu. How do you pronounce um, his name? I I was like uh, Giyu or I I didn't really have like a pronunciation for it. Just yeah, just whatever kind of came to my head, like Giyu or Gayu. So yep, I know. I, everyone has their own way, and I think we'll just keep keep doing it until we get like confirmation from Lily on how it's pronounced. So I- yeah. So the last time, right, we know that when Tora left Poppy from the first time he was in her apartment, he told, um, he called Gayu and he was like, we're going in, right? So this is a flashback to that time. Mm-hmm. So we see him and he and Tora um, are in this truck and you see his like phone is thrown in the background. And what else do you see there? You see his gun and some gloves. So yeah. this is again, setting the scene for like their, their kind of like usual work. And Gayu is telling Tora, you know, we brought a bunch of guys to that chick's office, right? He calls her chick and he doesn't recognize like her importance to Tora yet. And um, they didn't find it. They didn't find anything. And then Gayu is asking him, why don't you just ask her about the notebook? And that's when like Tora is kind of like, yeah, I kind of don't want to ask her about it because he doesn't want to like reveal just where he is and what kind of, I guess, level of thug that he is. Mm-hmm. Right. She's a person like she doesn't know about that part of his life. Mm-hmm. And she sees him as something special. She sees him just as who he is, you know, a nice guy. Um, she does recognize that there are some things going on with him. Right. Which is what she yeah. was asking him about on the roof. But he doesn't want to ruin, ruin that for her. Like really d- reveal who he is. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, Right. He says so pretty explicitly, right? Guy who asks him, I get it. Maybe you're not proud of who you are, who we are, and you don't want her to find out. Is that it? And then- yeah. Uh, and I mean, so they're looking for essentially Goliath's uh, notebook, right? Which is kind of mentioned here and there. It's like little hints are dropped all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, um, Goliath is at least something to Tora and, uh, and Gayu. I think they were like friends at one point way, way back. And mm-hmm. um, like at the beginning of Midnight Poppyland, 
there of course was that phone call or not phone call, but the, you know, text messages. And then Tora like actually Mm -hmm. went out there to help this former friend of his. And that's, you know, where the whole story starts. Right. So it's these like little hints are starting to be dropped, like little nuggets here and there. And it all kind of, you know, goes back to this notebook because everybody's searching for it. Right. Yeah. And right. So Tora first looked in her apartment and that's what he wanted the dinner date for. Right. He wasn't just to, you know, hang out with Poppy. He wanted to search her apartment. And now mm-hmm. he went into her office. Once he determined it wasn't in, at her house, he went, they went into her office that night and now they haven't found it either. So, but anyway, guy, you asked him, why don't you just ask her? And, you know, Tora admits that he says, what's there to be proud of? He's embarrassed. And this was something, you know, he looks up, people brought this up, right? He's smoking and he looks up and what does he see when he looks up? He sees it's like this motif of the grills, like the bars above his head mm-hmm. and trapping him. And, you know, we know that Vincent used to put him in this cage when he was a kid and yeah. um, you know, in the previous episode on the roof, right? He goes up on the roof and like he sees the, the bars on top of him and he right away is, go, you know, he goes back to that time. And here he is again, you know, he's doing some clan work and he's trapped again, you know, trapped in the car and under this, this roof thing. Well, because it, it said earlier, like in the comic at like some of the earlier pieces that um, like he is considered almost like the dog, the rabid dog of the clan. Right. So mm-hmm. um, and Vincent straight up says, like, you know, when a dog doesn't obey his owner, that dog gets killed. So that's where that's why Tora feels so like absolutely trapped in this life that he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And we know that, um, I think, well, who was, who was it that said it? Joe said this, right? Alice's son, he said that the only way out of the clan is death. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, and, and that's what they're going to talk about this whole, this whole episode, him and Gaio are having this conversation, which when I first saw this, I was actually surprised. I didn't realize that Tora was able to talk about his feelings so openly with anybody else. You know, he says like, I'm, I'm ashamed of who I am. That like to me that showed a level of of self awareness that I wasn't aware that he had reached already. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it, and you can see in this episode. So uh, one of the things that has kind of been dropped is uh, when Tora smokes, that mm-hmm. means he's super stressed out, and so like this, he is just smoking like a chimney. This entire like scene where he's with uh, Gaiu. Hmm. Right. And, you know, he's frustrated. He didn't find the notebook in her house, didn't find the notebook in her office, and he's nervous about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And how's he going to get that notebook? He knows that he'll have to answer it to Vincent, and who knows how Vincent will react. And so, yeah. Because we, we've already seen, at least from, you know, little pieces, that Vincent is a pretty scary guy. Like, he, you know, cut that throat of, like, mm-hmm. those guys from before with, like, no emotion on his face. And then... Yeah. Um, when Tora was, uh, I'm going to say what, like 11 or like 10 or 11, he like just yeah. leaves them for a whole weekend, like in the end says like, you can't leave this area because you know, you messed up. I thought so, he was pretty young. I, think, I thought he was more like six. He looks pretty, pretty small. To oh, me. okay. I have, two kids. I have a, my daughter is nine and my son's almost eight. So mm-hmm. yeah, he looks pretty small, which is insane that he, he got him at that age and was like really abusing him at that age already. Yeah. It's honestly, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. 
one of the big things for me, like when I read that, I was like, how is Torah so sane? Like he's way too sane for someone who went through that. And and we actually have, um, I don't remember what episode it's in, but in the bar where I think um, Xing Ma and some other clan members are talking mm-hmm. and there are you know, there's some words that are blurred out and they're like, wow, oh my God, it's a wonder he's still sane. So we don't know what it is that they said to each other. Yeah. About, about his well, experiences. Well, that's the thing. I think that he's got this, um, like there's this deeper, uh, I guess, sadness or like uh, where there isn't that sanity. Like he almost as if he removes himself when he has to do that sort of like dirty work yeah. for the clan. Right. right? Um because I mean, we we don't know quite the sort of stuff that he has to do, but he he does kind of you know from the stuff that we have seen here and there, he he's basically like the go to guy to beat people up or essentially kill people. Like we don't know if he's dumped bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think he um, compartmentalizes because mm-hmm. he he that's the only way he can deal with it. You know, he can't bring his full self to that job because it, it horrifies him. So he has to shut, his, shut himself off and numb himself to that. Yeah. And I mean, he's also a higher rank than uh, Gayu too. Like, Gayu, mm-hmm. um, like, the, the joke is that, you know, Gayu works at all these different places mm-hmm. because he's a lower rank, right? Where mm-hmm. Tora is like straight up the bodyguard for Quincy, but then he also does extra work for Vincent. And he's right. basically and the, the body. Sorry? Yeah, sorry. One of the clan members, I think it was Claude, says he refers to him as his right hand man when they're mm-hmm. at the when they're at Chevy's. Oh yeah. I, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, you know, um that level of like it must be also really scary and intense to be that close to Vincent. Yeah, which, yeah, he's, uh, that's the thing with Vincent, like, he's good looking in a weird way, but also, like, a horrifying person. Yeah, right, and there, we're going to have more of that in the future, which we already know because we've read it, but uh, mm-hmm. we're going to leave that out of here for now. Yeah. So, yeah, so him, him and Gaia, right, you know, Gaia was like, oh, you know, communication is key, which is hilarious to hear out of his mouth. It's like the most, you know, pop psychology line that you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. And, um, and Toro was like, yeah, but not for us because we're in the mafia. And he's like, communication gets people tortured all the time. You've seen it and I've seen it. And then like Tora, you know, looking all, looking like angry, right? He says, I've done it more times than I care to admit. You know, and again, lighting up another cigarette as he's saying that as he's like having to face what he's done. Well, exactly. Like he's kind of, uh, I, I feel like Gayu and uh, Tora are really close friends. And uh, I don't remember if he was in like that picture of, uh, you know, the Kings of um, Aries okay. street, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like they're both from like that group of friends that, you know, were hanging around on, um, in that uh in that truck like driving Mm -hmm. around or whatever right which you can kind of see like parts of that being dropped uh here and there from like that photo right so i i kind of feel like that's why they're able to have this honest conversation is because Mm -hmm. guy who's one of his closest friends right and i don't know he he references that he's younger so i don't know if he was in the era street thing um but he does, you know, we know that when they're in the locker room together, Gayu mentions that 
him and Quincy, Tori and Quincy have saved his life. And we haven't, we don't know still what that is about. We, we haven't heard more about that, but there is some kind of deep connection there. Yeah. Well, exactly. Um, but then there's also like that, uh, that kind of, you know, quib where Gaiu mentions that his sister keeps asking about Tora and Tora's like, it's none of your business, which um, I found was kind of, I guess, funny in a way, right? Because it just kind of shows that, you know, this, uh, that they have known each other for a long time. Right. So actually, yeah, let's, let's get to that. Um, before we get to that first, you see like, um, first they're both wearing like these blue uniforms. Well, mm-hmm. actually, Guy is wearing a green one and Tora is wearing a blue uniform. And then he has, um, it looks like he has makeup covering his clan tattoo. So this is just showing, you know, they must have dressed up as like some janitors or something to get into Poppy's office building, which is interesting. You know, like this, they're clearly, they, they've done this before. It's a part of their normal, normal work. It's funny that you mentioned that because I didn't notice that at all. But like, it, it makes so much sense that, you know, dressing up like janitors and, you know, going in there would totally make it, it like it makes a lot of sense and, and that's the thing i think guy uh guy you is like the go-to guy for intel about everything mm-hmm. because he does give Tora some information about the security guard right at poppy's yep. building just that buddy's cheating on his wife and cheats on his wife at work you know mm-hmm. and that he's gonna end up losing his job because of that so i mean Tora already knew from like the previous chapter, like about um, about that security guard, right? And then he also, um, Guy is also the one who gave him, you know, um, the camera. Sorry, the motion sensor to put outside Poppy's apartment. Mm-hmm. And he also gave him, you know, he he was the one that Tora asked way way back in the first episode, first or second episode, to find out about Poppy. Mm-hmm. And that's where yeah. the picture comes from, right? So it it, it all like. I think that's why I love this comic so much is because like the little pieces and threads all connect and there's Mm -hmm. just so much there that, you know, uh, if you've read it a few times, then you notice, but the first read you don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is, you know, definitely something that's tons of details here. So anyway, so here Torah continues and he's, you know, really, really being open with Gaio. And he says, do you remember what it's like to look over your shoulders without feeling someone's following behind? And, you know, go to bed at night wondering that there's a chance you might not live to see the next day. And, like, he's just really laying open the realities of their life in the mafia and how on edge they are all the time and have they have no security and they don't know whether they're going to live or die. Yeah, and I think that's kind of one of the reasons why Tora doesn't want to get that close to Poppy because he's obviously starting to fall for her a little bit, like little by little, right? And it, and she kind of is, I mean, it shows like that moment where, you know, she's looking at the flowers and she's like, you know, by the light, she's like that light uh, and it, because his world is pretty dark and, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact is that like he, he might end up dying. Like this is a very dangerous life, but, you know, there is something almost to like live for because of like this little ray of sunshine that's in his life. Right. Yeah. And, you know, here, right. He talks about how like you might, a stranger might stab you in the back or front. Right. Again, this is like a reference, I think to, you know, having, who can you trust? 
you know, um, a stranger can do that, but also his friends, right? Gal- Goliath was his friend and he betrayed him. So it's really hard for him to trust people. Yeah. But then, you know, Gaiu talks about how he has that feeling of trust. He has, he has it with um, him, with Quincy, his sister yeah. and brother-in-law and their kiddos. And again, this is like, okay, who's his sister and brother-in-law? Because now he says that his sister is calling him and she's not pick- and he's not picking up. So who is the sister, right? Like there's a, we have some theories. <laughs> some of the theories are one of them is that she's Lane because we know that Lane called Tora and at least in that, that episode, we didn't see him pick up for that. Oh. So, so is, you know, is Lane his sister? Maybe. Right. And then, you know, mm-hmm. we have the question of why was Lane calling Tora before, right? Tora, Lane knows who Tora is because after um, Poppy leaves her office, she recognizes her sweatshirt and yeah. right so she and we know that Tora was you know arrested by the police after Goliath sold him out so we you know is does Lane know Tora through that and there's you know we have these theories like is Tora an informant is he informed to Lane like where what's that connection like we this is we have a bunch of theories we just don't know what that is these were all theories that I've not even thought about. So now I'm just like, my mind's like racing, like, oh my God, that would make sense. Maybe. I don't know. Right. Some, some other theory that I heard was that um, maybe Gaia's sister is Candy, but I don't think so because Candy doesn't have his number. That's A. And also, mm-hmm. Candy, um, you know, the way Gaia talks about his sister-in-law, she's married with kids. Doesn't seem like she would also be a stripper. So it just doesn't seem, I don't think that theory holds up. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, or she could be some people that were like, maybe this isn't, you know, Gaius sister is an old flame of Torah is someone else that he was romantically involved with. Who knows? I feel like Candy had probably, cause she's brought, been brought up twice in this, uh, in this story. So I mm-hmm. kind of feel like maybe she might have some sort of connection to Goliath. Cause that moment where they show, uh goliath um there is a yeah at the pool table they there's a woman to his side and i'm not it kind of looks a little bit like candy i'm not quite sure if it's her but Mm -hmm. because her hair's like slightly different but Mm -hmm. i know i'm just kind of like wondering how that all plays out right and uh it where she lies kind of in the bigger picture yeah, so I, I thought I think I think to me like I see um, you know you see Candy like holding his arm at that Vincent's fiftieth birthday party that picture mm-hmm. that um, you know Laura Lane has on her desk that also um, comes up when Mrs. Hari I think right the landlady is showing is talking to Poppy about the the city so um, it sounds like that was the only time when she actually interacted with him right and. I think she's saying right later on when somebody tells Candy, oh, Tora might be gay. She's like, oh, that makes sense because I was all over him and he wasn't reacting. So to me, Candy is just um, a symbol of like the kind of woman that's always been attracted to Tora, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like someone who's just using him for his looks, just, you know, purely physical, not doesn't really care about his insides. And, you know, he like brushes them off. He doesn't care about those kind of people. Yeah. Well, yeah, because um yeah, that's a sorry. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's something that uh, I was always interested because, like the when I saw it before, it was almost like Poppy's not like other girls, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like she's not quite in that sort of you know category because she is 
very, I wouldn't say plain, like she's definitely not a self insert. There's so much to her than just, you know, being like a klutz or whatever. Right. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's what I like so much about Poppy is because there is like a deeper, there's something deeper underneath it all. I don't, I feel like it's something more than just, you know, the back, little bit of backstory that we saw with her dad. Right. Right. We don't know who raised her after the, her dad passed away. We don't mm-hmm. know about her mother. She seems like she was had to be self-reliant and yeah. you know, that's why she's developed into such a mature person. Yeah. We, there's so much about Poppy. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And I guess it's in the same vein, right? Like, there's a lot that we don't quite know about Tora, but like, these two people kind of coming together, and like, we are slowly learning like their backstory. And I think that's why this comic is so intriguing is because they're not just like, it's, it's not boring. It's, it's so Mm. um, just filled with all of that detail that you can kind of just like, take the little pieces out and go, oh, okay, I can see how it all molds together. Right. And we're still left with enough mystery that we we're just dying to know the answers to. And we mm-hmm. want to come back to that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, so one thing I want to point out, you see like the difference between like Tora and Gaiu in terms of like their tattoos and their stature. So mm-hmm. Tora is like huge, obviously, you know, built muscles. And he has this like these really impressive and detailed tattoos. And then you see Gaiu, it's like little skinny arms and like this cute little cherry. And like he has a rainbow, like an, sorry, an umbrella on his on his right arm and cherries on the left arm. And it's just like cute, right? You know, it, you know their, their bodies are their the symbols on their bodies are being used to represent who they are, right? Tora is big, massive, impressive, sophisticated. Gaiu is like a cutie pie, you know? Not intimidating. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So the tattoos too um, on um, on Torah, right? So one mm-hmm. half. Uh, so there is a theory that's kind of like a little bit confirmed, um, but it mm-hmm. does have something to do with uh, Ashura's bride. And mm-hmm. um, so the fish is supposed to represent uh, one of the characters from Ashura's bride, and then the other one represents mm-hmm. the, uh, and that's the the flowers represents uh the male character in that comic because um Tora is apparently a descendant from those characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we just dis- we discussed that earlier because right that's something that you know readers will pick up on. Yeah. Uh and they're also like very beautiful tattoos as well like you said. Right. Mhm. So anyway, so Tora continues and like he like kind of looks, looks wistfully out the window when he says this. And he says, all of what I've said, like that feeling of trust, that's all she's ever known. And I want to keep it that way for her, which just to me shows me like he's very, very concerned about her. And he just wants to keep her life, you know, safe. He wants to keep her, her happy and innocent and protected, which just shows like he's very selfless. You know, selfishly, mm-hmm. he could want to bring her into his life because she provides solace for him and comfort. But he cares about her and he wants her life to remain calm and stable. Well, exactly. He doesn't want to bring that. um, He doesn't want that darkness to go to her and he doesn't want her to worry about that sort of, you know, part of his life, which um, is actually quite like a mature response and that Mm self-awareness. Right. 
and selflessness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're both like here, actually, this is where he's thinking. Right. And I think one of the things that somebody mentioned was that when he thinks he thinks in like coherent, complete sentences and like in a more sophisticated way than he talks, because he, when he talks, he puts out an image. Right. So now he's thinking, he says like being able to trust, to see the goodness in people, even the most effed up undeserving people and to walk down the streets without being eaten alive by paranoia or fear. You know, so this is like his thoughts are sophisticated. And, you know, you see that he he thinks of himself, right? He's describing himself as the most effed up, undeserving people, right? That's how he perceives himself, which is very sad. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, and that's uh, the other thing. So he kind of like starts thinking about um, like the different outcomes of where what could happen, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them is like uh, the the third like outcome and where I kind of feel like that's the outcome he really wants to happen, but he mm-hmm. knows that it probably won't happen. Right. So, right. So he's thinking, right. The first outcome was that she has that she's planning on using it and she's not going to come clean and she's dead. And then he says, Oh, I can rule this out based on how carefree she is, which is something that, you know, we're going to, we as readers see a side to Poppy that maybe he's, he's missing that it's there are a couple of hints and we're going to go through it if we come across them in the episodes because Lily puts these little details in mm-hmm. that um, we think that she has the notebook. Um, but Torah, she's able to convince Torah through her her acting carefree that she doesn't know about it. So um, it's interesting, right? You know, Poppy, yeah. Poppy has the element of her that like is stronger and more aware than she lets on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because... Um she has said in the past that, you know, she does kind of do do that like dumb facade so that people don't take her as seriously as they should. But uh, there's a lot of things that do not get past her, whether it's um, the part where he had, you know, caught her from the tree. Like she noticed the ring and the, Mm -hmm. and the the wristband and knew that it was him. So Mm -hmm. Right. And it's actually similar to what Torah does, right? Torah also has to act dumb. Like he acts like the dumb muscle around the clan and to preserve himself. So they're both doing the same thing. They're smarter than they let on. Yeah. They're both two peas in a pod, honestly. They're so <laughs> much alike. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So Torah, like the second option is that she doesn't know, she doesn't have it and know something she wasn't supposed to do. And when slip up and she's dead. And then now he's thinking, what if she hasn't read it or done anything with it? Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to figure out maybe it's somewhere else. And, you know, guy is like, look at you. You're so stressed out. How many cigarettes have you had? And then she has like a panel, you know, that just shows like his clenched jaw, you know, just really highlighting his tension. Oh, yeah. Because he is. Or any of the outcomes, really. Right. Yeah, I mean, his whole life, he doesn't want to be in it. But then, you know, so I was like, okay, fine, I'll ask her. And then, um, and then this, you know, here's where Gayu says, right, you know, he found out about the security guard, Trevor, he's cheating at his on his wife, he's bad at his job. And, <laughs> and then he's like, okay, Gayu, you know, I just lost the gig, right? <clears throat> because he had to pass him the, um, the camera. So he's like, oh, okay, I said, I'm sorry. And basically, <laughs> sorry doesn't help if you get beaten up after that just so you know yeah and um, right so basically so it looks like you know 
guy guy who's hinting to Toro, he's like, oh, I want to get that job. I need a job to replace the job that I lost because of you. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So then we kind of move on to uh, going back to, I guess, the present, right? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. Tora and uh, Poppy are on the rooftop. And um, she had asked him in the previous thing. Um, and, and he had, you know, he answered her. But she's not really sure if he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But she's hoping that he is. (laughs) Yeah. And you see like that, that look that she's giving him is like, really, like you said, very hopeful and like scared and anxious at the same time. Like she wants him to be honest with her. And right. He says it himself, right? Like again, shy, this is again, his inner monologue, which is more, you know, sophisticated than the monologue that he, he presents when he actually speaks. He says, you know, starting with the look on her face, shy, but bold and hopeful. I mean, and again, you, know, you see his perceptiveness. You know, Tora is very perceptive. He understands people. He understands their feelings. And he looks at her and he can read her. Well, exactly. Because her, um, I I can't say that she's closed off, but like her hands are in, uh, in her pockets and she's definitely mm-hmm. like a little bit more open where he's standing there with his arms crossed, like trying to hide, you know, um, like who he is or like, you know, what's going on from her. Mm-hmm. His face is turned away from her as well. Right. He has a hard time being open. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. You know, you know what happened with him when he gets open. Like if, if he's open, he gets destroyed. Yeah. So, um, oh, sorry, go on. Okay. So yeah, so he, he knows that whatever she's hoping I'll say is going to be too far from the truth. So he decides he like kind of looks, looks down, right? Like you said, his arms are crossed. And then he looks up at her with this like really poignant look in his face. And he just decides like he can't lie to her. And he just tells her it's part of the truth, right? He knows he can't tell her everything, but he can tell her, he can be honest to the point, to a certain point. So that's what he does. Yeah, exactly. So he, he ends up saying like, hey, listen, this is, I can only tell you like part of the truth essentially. And, uh, and just like, you know, whatever it is, like he's, you know, he's sorry about taking the photo in general, but like, Mm -hmm. he just wants to let her know that like, hopefully that apology is enough, you know, for her. Yeah. And that look on his face, it's really like, it's like begging her, like, please accept me and please accept accept and understand that this is all I can give you now. And, you know, he's really like bearing himself to her because he could have lied to her and just said, you know, thrown it off with a joke again, like he did before, mm-hmm. but he's really trying to be as open as he can with her. And he's like begging her to accept that and to, to really not push him further. Like that, that fa- I've never seen him make that face before. That face is like very, very vulnerable. Oh, yeah, it's uh, he's scared of like what her reaction is going to be. Right. And uh, and she kind of gives them I wouldn't say it's a hard stare. She has just kind of like a very neutral face. Um, And then she's just like, yeah, that's enough. Like, I appreciate the apology. Um, So it kind of uh, it almost like clears the air of, you know, that slight tension. Right. And this is something that Lily said, you know, she said it in the Patreon, but like, I'm hoping that it's okay if we say it here, because it's not like a content thing yeah. where she says that, you know, it's really important that Torah, Torah has never had anyone respect his privacy before. 
And mm -hmm. the fact that Poppy is telling him everyone has a right to their own privacy, including you, and I respect that. That's something that she's giving him respect and, and space that he never had from anyone else before. Like all his rights have been stripped from him. He's never had his own autonomy and space. And she's giving that to him. Yeah, exactly. And and the other thing too is like she mentions, which um, really I felt was poignant was, you know, since we barely know each other and it's true, like they have only really known each other, like what a week. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but we tend to forget that in these uh, in these stories because, you know, comics go on for you know such a long time, like uh, you know since October, right? But it's mm -hmm. only really been at the most two weeks for these two, which is not a lot of time, right? Mm -hmm. So, yep. <laughs> and if you see in this panel, also by the way, the the monkey backpack is in that panel, and it shows up like when she first goes up on the roof, there's a specific panel just for the monkey backpack. So this is where I think the monkey, the notebook is in that monkey backpack. It's my theory. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Cause I always figured that she probably didn't have the notebook, but she might. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah, I guess I always thought that she didn't have it because it never showed her picking it up at the beginning. But then again, you know, I, I feel like that would take away from kind of that mystery of this whole story. Um, but yeah, she kind of, you know, mentions like, hey, you deleted the picture, like you've apologized, like, let's just mm. let bygones be bygones. The past is the past. <laughs> right. And then it gets into like this really cute thing, right? So Tora, mm -hmm. again, you know, he, he just had a serious moment and then he's doing his typical thing where he uses humor to deflect. So he, you know, he flashes his dimples at her and he's like, oh, you're not going to put your nose into my business anymore. And then she's like, stop flashing your dimples at me. He's like, why? Because and then Tora, and, sorry, Poppy like stutters and it's like, but, but because it's obscene. And then Tora says this cute comment back. He's like, you're rejecting the most popular high school, you know, heartthrobs, killer dimples. And then, of course. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, please. The only thing fro throbbing is, is, and like <laughs> his, his smile just widens. And then he turns mm -hmm. away because he can't stop himself from, like, he's trying not to laugh, but, you know, he's, he's doing that like little snicker, right? Yeah. It's the cutest thing. You know, and it's really nice to see that, like, you know, Toro laughing, like, he doesn't have much occasion to laugh. So it's, it's nice to see that. Mm -hmm. exactly like the two of them just in general like um i like that back and forth that they have where yeah. it, it is that flirting teasing sort of like dynamic and it, it really is quite adorable mm -hmm. yeah right they're comfortable with each other they seem to have that like click where they where they can tease each other that that requires something you know you don't you can't have that for everybody no so absolutely not right and here Poppy, you know, is going back to being serious. And she says that we're not always going to have answers to all the questions in our lives. And I think I'm okay with that. That's like a very mature statement. And you see where it comes from, right? She says that, you know, especially after my dad, and then she pauses, left so suddenly, right? She doesn't bring up that he dies. It's probably a little too painful for her to say, to yeah. even just say it. And, you know, and then Tora, right? Tora's like looking a little shocked. And he's like, he did. And this is another like cute, you know, even though they're talking about something very serious, Poppy's able to, to, you know, shoot back. Yes, Tora, he did. But civilized people prefer to call it passed on or passed away. Oh, yeah. And it really is kind of that um, it kind of shows like how he ends up talking 
like normally where it's like he dead and uh but like you said you know he thinks in these complete sentences but i mean his speech is just so casual right i'm curious when it says here um you know on top god damn it you're getting carried away again i can't figure out if poppy is thinking that or if Tora is thinking that um i wonder i wonder i think it might be it might be poppy but then yeah, again I don't know. the rest of the whole the rest of the episode is from oh you know oh, what it must be totally it must be and then the rest, the next one, he says, he, oh, he says like, oh, you're getting carried away. Just man the f up and ask her. So it must be Torah, okay? Yeah. So right. So now he leads himself up, right? He's asking her, right? He wants to make sure he, he gets to the question about the notebook. So he asks, "What got you all flustered at the train station? <laughs> Hope something spooked you out real bad. Hope it wasn't me." And then you know, <laughs> Poppy's like using his language back at him, you know, and she's like, "You bet it was you and your scary ass, right?" Because he talked about like. You can bet your cute little ass that I'm mad at you, right? When he's at Quincy's house. So oh, she's yeah. really using his theology. Oh, exactly. And then he kind of looks, I guess, um, nervous where he's like, oh, she's dead serious. Like, do I really look that terrifying? Because we see earlier in the corner store, right, where that mm-hmm. kid, uh, the father of the kid was just like, hey, let's get out of here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, because a lot of people see Torah and they see him uh, being almost very, because he is, he's a big guy, right? Um, mm-hmm. That he is terrifying. And at that moment, right, there's like a dude following you at a train station. I'd be yeah. scared too. Mm-hmm. Right. She even feels like cold air when he's next to her. Yeah. And um, right. And Toro's like, this is a really cute expression that he's making. He's like, oh, maybe I should smile more. People scream when I smile too. F my face, F my life. Right. It's really cute. Like where he's like, oh, shoot. Like, I wish I wasn't so scary. And I mean, we saw earlier when he was with Quincy, like in one of the previous chapters where like he smiles and Quincy's like, stop smiling like that. (laughs) Yeah, poor, poor guy, whatever he does, he's just all around scary. Mm-hmm. And then Poppy admits, right? She's like, oh, I haven't thought about that day. I've been so swarmed with work. And, you know, which is interesting that we talked about this in other episodes that she's avoidant, right? She she didn't really process yet, like the, her boyfriend cheating on her. And she's just like throwing herself into her work and moving on with things. Yeah. Yeah, but and then- uh, it, she does admit, she's like, I was spooked by this shoe that I found, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, uh, so just a shoe got you freaked out? Like, what? what's that about, right? Mm-hmm. Right, he's probing, and he knows about the shoe, right? Oh, yeah. But he wants to know, he wants to see if she's going to mention the notebook. And then here Poppy is, like, totally in denial. She's like, well, it looked like blood, but I'm sure it was just melted chocolate, you know? Again. Oh, yeah. And, it, and it's like, like she's trying to compart like compart uh, I don't know what that word is. Um, yeah, like she, yes, um, she's trying to do that um, where she's just trying to like deny what was on the shoe. Like it was obviously blood, but you know, it you try to like tell yourself like, oh no, it's just melted chocolate because I don't want to think about the blood part. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Right, and Toro is pushing her. He says, "Did you ask any? One second. Did you uh, find anything other than that shoe?" And you know, the next panel is her being quiet, 
right? It's the whole panel. And Lily does these things on purpose, right? I think mm-hmm. this is because she really does. She did find everything else. But she doesn't look at him. And she says, no, I didn't. But why are you asking me these things? She's trying to get information from him and see, you know, see what he's ready, ready to admit to her. Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, and then she ends up saying, like, you wouldn't happen to have something to do with that shoe, would you? And he he asks the question that, uh, like, brings back that tension where he's like, what if I did? And Mm -hmm. there's that moment where maybe I shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't. And then he, you know, thinks about that third outcome um, that she shouldn't, that you shouldn't be here. And there is, like, tears in her eyes because she doesn't want whatever this is to end Mm -hmm. but she knows that there is something more to like this statement right and yeah you see like both their lily devotes a lot of of time and panels to like that their sadness you know she's like looking down at at the panel at the the painting she's gripping it Torah's looking, you know, you see there's like that panel of Torah looking pensively out into the distance, his hair's flying all over and he's wearing her strawberry tie. Like to symbolize mm-hmm. that the loss that it would be for both of them if they had to separate from each other's lives. Yeah. And that she like it says, she trusts you. And like we see the tie. Um and if you give her like not enough reason to trust you, she's going to run. And obviously he doesn't want that to happen, but he does not falter if she ends up, you know, running the other way, you know, screaming. Right. And, you know, so again, what? Oh, not that she would, but just kind of, yeah. uh, Because that would be like a scary situation if you did find out that, you know, this person that you cared about had this whole nother life of, you know, mafia and murder and stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. But now like, you know, they kind of do dance around, around their knowledge of it. Right. So, you know, Tora says he, he kind of wants to bring it out into the open and and let her know, see how she reacts. He's like, Oh, you think I'd put a lame prank like that? If that was me, you'd be seeing real blood. You're underestimating my level of thug. And, you know, she looks at him kind of like a little worried. And then, you know, she sees his face, like his face is like, again, begging, please accept me, please accept me, please accept me. It's really, really compelling. And then, again, there's like more, another panel of her just looking at him intently, like just yeah. heighten the tension and show like the time passing. And then she decides, you know, she de-escalates the situation. She decides, she laughs and she makes a joke out of it. She's like, oh, I bet it's boss level thug. And then she decides to change the subject and shows him the painting. Mm -hmm. Right. Which just shows like, you know, she's going to, she's going to let it move on and she's going to let him say that about himself. And she's making a joke out of it and not, you know, running away from him. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, So she shows the painting and then he moves it down and then proceeds to um, put a very minimal amount of paint on her nose. And then mm-hmm. he just simply says pretty. And that's, that's the last panel. She's, she's blushing and it's honestly a very adorable moment. Yeah. 
And this is also, you know, Tora is like, he's relieved that Poppy, you know, accepted him and didn't push him any further. And so he, again, he's using humor to, to brighten up the situation and make it, you know, de- like ease up some of the tension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's clearly, you know, she asked, she asked about the painting, but he's clearly talking about her and he's giving her a compliment. Yeah. It's, uh, it's honestly like probably one of my, like I said, saying that it's one of my favorite chapters because uh, mm. it kind of goes from like being so intense and then it like lightens up and then it gets real intense again, but then it lightens up and it's just um, that dynamic is, I think that it's so addicting. Yeah. And something interesting I like to know about Poppy, like when he, um, you know, puts his nose, on, his thumb on her nose, like her instinctive reaction, she says, somebody said this on Patreon or, some, or somewhere, I don't remember where, and she right away says, oh, thank you, right? Like she just instinctively is like positive and affirming. She doesn't even know what he's doing. Like she just like, boom, you know, or her automatic reaction is thank you, which is very <laughs> sweet and like from like the automatic reactions he's been used to getting. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I didn't think about that, but uh, I, I think you're right. Like it's, uh, <laughs> she has, even though she she's very aware of things. She does still have that innocence about her. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's one of the things that attracts, you know, Torah to her. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the end of the episode. Yeah. Very uh, sweet note, you know, where he is, he's revealing his, you know, he's, he's confident enough in his relationship with her to give her that compliment. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, this one just, this one makes me smile. Um, because like the look on his face and then hers just being so like shocked of this moment. It's, uh, it's cute. <laughs> but yeah. Yep, it is. <laughs> okay. I think this wraps up the episode. Thank you so much, Ashleen, for, for coming on. No problem. Sharing your with us. Thanks so much for having me.